We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Pod Maverick After Dark. It is 9.55 on October 30th. The Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 125 to 110 in their probably most thorough victory of their three straight to start the season. I'm joined as always by Josh Bowe. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm lucky I got to watch most of the second half because the annual Bally Sports self-detonates uh moment happened tonight i don't even know if it's if it came back on uh for everyone else but it didn't work for me the whole first half i tried to do some illegal streams didn't really work uh then the second half i couldn't get it on my ipad or my tv but it loaded on my phone so the smallest screen i have it loaded on that one uh but i was able to watch the second half and and i'm glad i got to watch this game because it like you know this like you said it was their most thorough win of the season i think it's their most complete win of the season so so there's some good stuff to talk about tonight yeah for on the on the on the grizzlies end it's sort of disappointing their season might be over with yeah. before they start <laughs> um you know let's see john morant's out for another 22 games steven adams is out for the year brandon clark is out uh rehabbing his achilles i suspect he'll come back at some point this year but that's not an easy recovery process mm-hmm. um and then they had two more guys that I'd consider rotation players, and um, uh, Santi Aldama and I was—I think it's Luke Kennard that was that were missing time uh, due to just various injuries. And you know, this was a game I expected the Mavericks to win, and they did not disappoint. Though how they got there was particularly interesting, and I think there's a lot we could we could talk about from this game. It is worth noting for anyone listening on the the podcast the next day who maybe missed the game because of the Rangers game. Kyrie Irving missed his first game of the season um, with, I think it's a left foot sprain is what they described it as, but it's essentially the same foot that, that kept him out of games at the end of last year. And 
I don't want to read too much into things, but a smaller guard with feet problems, it is the sort of thing that makes you a little bit cautious. And the Mavericks were probably thinking the same thing. Kyrie participated in shoot around today. We saw the videos and the pictures of it. And so I think the Mavericks looked at this, took the gamble and said, you know what? We think we can beat the the Grizzlies without Kyrie and we'll need him again uh, a little later in the week. And, and, Boy, did they put on a performance. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to start talking about this game. So since you missed the first half, uh, one of the things that was particularly interesting is is Derek Lively got into foul trouble pretty quickly. Uh, and the Mavericks sort of had to scramble around again with Josh Green kind of starting in place of um, of Kyrie. The Mavericks hit a ton of threes in the first half. They ended up hitting 15. Luca uh, was back on his bullshit. I, I tweeted something to the effect of that in the first 10 game, I'm sorry, first 10 quarters of the season, uh, Luca was 16 of 32 from three. So that's 50% for those of you who aren't good at math. Um, a- around the same point, it was also very funny through 10 quarters, Luca has also only hit 16 free throws. Um, so we're just, we're looking at some, some really truly insane numbers from Luca. He obviously finished the game with, with 35, 12 and 12. Uh, he was the engine behind why they won, but they got a lot of interesting contributions from around the team. Uh, and you know, it's, you missed, I guess you got to see you got So in the first quarter, everyone, and including me, everyone online is like, why is Derek Jones jr. Starting for the third straight time? Like, what is he giving this team? Cause he wasn't very good on defense. The Mavericks gave up a ton of points in the first quarter again. Uh, but the answer is clearly they see something with what he gives them offensively. I wrote that sort of in jest, but I actually think it's the truth. Um, his downhill abilities and like willingness to just sort of bull rush at the rim is fascinating. Yes, he hit a ton of threes tonight. That's not going to happen very often, but he's drawing fouls like nobody's business. Every time he gets in the lane, it feels like it's it's right at the rim in a lot of circumstances, which, okay, that's great. Um, and, you know, he ended up with 22 and four. And, you know, we got a hilarious Tim Hardaway game, just the full gambit of Tim Hardaway, just so much Tim Hardaway-ness. Uh, and for anybody that can't see my shirt, this is my my custom-made Doncic Hardaway 2024 shirt. Um, really glad that that thing is still going uh, because I, I just – Tim cracks me up. When he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he's horrible. There's just no other way around it. Um, so you got to see the, the, the second half. What were – you know, I'm kind of rambling, but what what did what did you see from from this game that was of interest to you? Well, um, I kind of put it on Twitter, but I guess my hot take is, I mean, I think this Mavericks team is going to set the record for offensive rating again, like they did in 2020, because this team is, I mean, on a scorcher, and Doncic is going to come back down to earth on his threes, like a yeah. little. But even then, they really haven't gotten much from Maxi in terms of shooting or Seth Curry mm-hmm. or even Kyrie. Um, he's shown up in the clutch in the, in the previous two wins, but by his standards, he hasn't shot the ball particularly well. We still haven't even, you know, Tim was pretty good tonight, but he hasn't had like a, a scorching Tim game yet. Uh, I would say he was pretty up and down those first two games. Like there's still some meat on the bone and they've scored 125 points at least in the, all three of these games. So We're, that's like some early two thousands <laughs> Maverick yeah. stuff. They, they, this team can fill it up and it's really, it makes last season feel all the more, all the more sillier. Cause like we know, we know the formula Luca plus shooting plus a rim runner, just have that on the floor. You don't need four all-stars necessarily. 
you just need Luca, you need shooting, and you need one guy that can do some vertical spacing. Mavericks have two in Lively and, and Dwight Powell, and and this works. Like, I mean, it's why last season was so puzzling. Like, I mean, Luca is just that good as long as you have you know the kind of complement of role players that the Mavericks have around him. Um, so that was kind of like my first thought, and they're probably going to lead the league in made threes. Like this team is just going to absolutely bomb away. It's partly why like the Grant Williams thing was such a big acquisition, not necessarily because he's like the perfect fit for for what they need, because they still do need maybe like a like their final piece is probably like that dynamic forward that can do a little bit more, be like their definitive third best player. Yeah, but, but how many times have you talked about this? There's such a difference when you're like think about how many perimeter players the Mavericks have brought in since Luke has been here where they've been okay shooters that Luca has kind of had to coax into being better, you know, good to great shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reggie Bullock had a pretty decent track record, but he, you know, he was never, I, I think he was more prolific in Dallas than, than his pre his previous stops. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith couldn't hit the broadside of a barn before Luca was drafted. And then afterward turned himself into a nicely compensated, well-regarded three and D player. Yeah. Like we just see it time and time again. And it's like, well, Grant Williams doesn't need Luca. He played on a team, you know, basically without a true point guard right. for, for three years, three years or whatever. And he shot 38% or better from three, pretty much every season. Like he's a great shooter without needing to be spoon fed open looks. And now he's getting spoon fed the most open looks of his career. So he open. Looks great. It's funny you say that because the looks are so open. He started to miss shots. So he was only four of eight from the floor. Only I say he hit three of his first four and looked just like flat out incandescent. And then like the shots were just, they're just so open. And, you know, you saw this with um, Josh Green tonight. Josh Green had, had like a hilarious game. He, He finished with 12 points and three assists, but on, the Mavericks had given up a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter in like three know, minutes and 40 I know, seconds. I know exactly what player you're talking about. Josh Green comes out of a timeout. He gets the ball, and he does the thing I bitch about all <laughs> the time. First of all, he travels. I cannot believe they didn't call this travel. He mm-hmm. gets the ball on a swing out, and he looks to pass to the corner despite there not being anybody within 12 feet of him. That's the kind <laughs> of – and we're talking like both sides – and then he realizes he's open and then he travels and goes and gets the score in the, at the basket. The refs didn't call the travel. Cannot believe they didn't call that. Um, maybe somebody will prove me wrong and send me some video, but like it look refs tend to call uh, con like unconfident ball handling plays <laughs> or sloppy looking stuff. And that was one of them, but it's like the, the kind of space that these guys are getting and that, you know, again, this is because they're playing with such pace and because they're playing with so spread out, teams are really having to scramble to defend them. And it's, it's just something else to watch. I, I tonight was, it wasn't exactly fair, but basketball is not fair. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it was a, a with, without Kyrie, probably the most maximized version of what you can expect from these Mavericks. Is that fair? I mean, lively, obviously probably would have played more, Yeah, but he gives them a different look. I don't know, but this, this yeah. was really something from the guards and the wings. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is just, they followed the formula. Um, they just, they have more bodies. And it's not necessarily like, you know, you look at the minutes distribution and there's really, you know, besides it's Jones, Williams that are playing like the bulk of the minutes that are like new, but like Maxie's still playing a lot. Tim's still, like mm-hmm. these are guys that were playing last year. Josh Green's playing more, but he played decent amount last season. Um, 
it just it just makes a difference when for like three or four minutes you're not rolling out like Frank Milikina and Faku Campazo and like mm-hmm. like uh, it matters. Like we we talk, you know, I know a lot of people like to like maybe casual observers of the NBA like to kind of joke around the league that like I, you only need to tune in for the final five minutes. But no, every possession matters. Every every stretch of minutes matters, and the the fact that they're you know. They're just not rolling out like non NBA quality players for those brief stretches and like for three to four minutes in the second quarter and for a couple of minutes maybe in the third. That that just matters so much more. Even like Seth was was only one of five, but they played so well with him on the floor because he's a real the like, it, the defense panics player. every time he gets the ball. It's like oh no. Yeah. Oh no! What's <laughs> so, what's Seth gonna do? Yeah, so that was that was really nice. And another thought I had, you asked me kind of what were my takeaways watching the second half. Uh, this was shaping up to be a pretty nice game where Luca didn't need to be a superhuman uh, mm-hmm. and for them to win because I think he had 22 in the first half. Yes, and when they built that 17 point lead, I want to say he didn't have he didn't score that much more. Uh, up until that point and then they kind of needed him to to, to to get cooking i think he had like 24 points like sometime in the fourth quarter so he only had two points for most of the second half and they were playing well and i was like oh maybe luca can score 26 points tonight and the, they can kind of coast to a win like that'd be really nice right. you know didn't happen but uh but this still felt like the less you know, I mean, I don't know how to say it because every one of his games so far have been ridiculous, but this felt like the let the the least they've needed to rely on him kind of bailing them out all season, uh-huh. um, which was which was nice. And I say that, and he had 35, 12, and 12. Yeah. Uh, so obviously his fingerprints were all over the game. But 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 yeah, that was just kind of my thought in the second half. There were just long stretches where Luca wasn't wasn't necessarily dominating the ball or doing a doing a ton, or he got to take some breaks on the bench and they weren't like collapsing, which which well, is a nice sign. So Luca's usage is probably still through the roof. I mean, granted, yeah, I can look game, it up right now. Three game sample. It, it's going to be what it's going to be. But I'll tell you what we have not had at all last year was the touchdown play he made to Derek Jones Jr., yeah, who scored great. the left handed layup with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. chasing him down. Luca's willingness to dribble real hard two to three times after getting the rebound and even fake pace. <laughs> like it's just, it's moving them up by a second or two every possession. But Harp talked about this at the top of the broadcast there. I, I want to say before the game, they're playing at the fifth, be- fifth highest pace. And, and that's really going to help their offensive rating too. Like there's just, there's something different about the team. And what I am really curious about, you know, with only three games in is we know that they can play slower. That's what's so nice about this. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're extrapolating. They don't out have over to 80- prove that. <laughs> yeah. And like you're extrapolating out over 82 games and you get the people that are like, well, the playoffs slow down. You know what I would say? Okay. Bring yeah, it. They've, they've been one of the best half court offenses the last three, even when they were awful last season, like their record, they only won 38 games, but they were, one of the best half-court offenses in the NBA last yeah. season. They don't yeah. need to prove that to anyone. Yeah, Luca had a 36% usage, which is still, you know, really high. But, you know, what are you going to do? But, yeah, the uh, the pace thing is interesting. They, um, I mean, that's one of those things that's crazy because literally every NBA coach and every NBA team in training camp in the preseason says, we're going we're gonna to push the pace, we're going to run more. And then usually it doesn't happen. I mean, that's happened with the Mavericks for, for, for a couple straight years now. And then we kind of joked about that in the preseason. But, yeah, they're – I want to say they their game they played at like 
somewhere in the high 90s possession wise per game. And I think every game this season they've played has been over 100 possessions per game. So yeah. that's that's I mean that's a pretty big that's a pretty big jump. Of course, it's only three games, so it's small yeah. sample, yada yada yada. But but so far so far it seems to be working. I also really love that Jones that Jones play that that pass was that's like going to be an that's an under the radar like brilliant Luca pass because like Jones didn't have like he hit him and I mean it was like a, it was a quarterback perfect. yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. Because it's like you're throwing it over the defensive player of the year. That's the part yeah. that's nuts. Yeah. So and you're hitting him in stride. Didn't have to stop. He didn't have to like re- like hit him right in the pocket. Like it was, right. Yeah, it was great. All right. Okay. So we should take a a, a short break here to do the traditional um, requests of our listenership. So if those of you who are in here right now, if you could take just a minute and go like this stream. That would be very helpful to Josh and I. Uh, you know, we do one of these after every single game. We try to do our other postseason show after every single game, but we'll see if I'm actually able to continue the pace. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are on a high pace. Uh, so am I. Uh, and I am not a spring chicken, unlike some of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, if you could also consider subscribing to our show, I would be very grateful. Uh, like I mentioned, we do two shows after every single game as, as frequently as we can. Uh, I'll probably try to do once the season's going a little more, um, more off, uh, what do you want to call it? More kind of one-off interviews. You might do some of those. You used to do more, but uh, since we've had kids, it's harder to do these sorts of things. <laughs> the dog is barking in the background like a madman. I hope you guys can't hear her. Um, I apologize. She's... Where are you, knucklehead? Hi, that's Lila Rose. But anyway, if you guys could subscribe to the show, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, That's all I got. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let me see here. You know, I I responded to one commenter who was like, you guys are being too grumpy after game two. And like, I didn't think we were grumpy. Like anybody who's heard us was like, but still, I I do think it's at least worth addressing a couple of the things that were not ideal in this game. Um, On the one hand, it's fantastic. The Mavericks won without needing Derek Lively. On the other hand, this was the first time I've seen him since I really thought he looked like a rookie. Which That's is pretty okay. impressive for the third game, you know. Mm-hmm. Thought that mm-hmm. would have been the first game, uh, and he had his best game of the season. So, yeah. yeah. And even then, like when he was still on the floor, like he had six rebounds in fourteen minutes. Um, he had a block. He had a really nice uh, alley oop finish. Like it wasn't like he looked necessarily lost the whole time. He just, you know, 
young big men are going to pick up fouls. Like Jaron Jackson it's, is a defensive player of the year. He still has issues with foul trouble. Well, like, Jackson a, really, Jackson yeah. really baited him a couple of times. Yeah. Um, that's probably the most skilled offensive big he's played so far. I guess you could, he didn't really guard towns very much during the preseason, but one of the things that Harp talked about early in the game, and I was really glad to hear this described, was he talked about how bad Hardy, how bad Lively screens have been. <laughs> he did? I'm yeah, kind of surprised he really did. He was did. Just, yeah, he, he just talked about how Luca was clearly frustrated with a couple of his screens and the angles that he chose. Mm-hmm. And I just like to hear that because it's okay. Hardy's uh, um, um, Lively's going to make these sorts of mistakes. And it's something that he's going to really only learn through doing and through ta- and through film. You know, you're playing with one of the best role men in the league or uh, one of the best pick and roll guys in the league. So that that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think it, that's particularly interesting about him tonight was this was the first time I'd seen him fouling when out of position. Like he had a, he had one when he was like, he was under the rim and he fouled. And it's like, at that point, if you're that far out of position, you just got to let it go. You know, there, there are going to be opportunities every now and again. Like the, the, I wrote about this in the recap. It might have not been totally clear, but he's also got to be aware of his own fouls where if he's going to be making a risky play, there needs to be something in the back of his head that understands, hey, if I pick up this foul, it's going to be my fourth foul in the first half. Is it worth it? Because it, it, him being out on the floor matters to the team. They got away with it tonight, but there are going to be games, mainly their next game against Denver, where they can't <laughs> afford that, you know? Yeah, they need all the horses. This is the one thing about the team, uh, the way it's constructed, and it's like the some of the previous Mavs teams is, you know, the sum is, you know, the the parts are, you know, what is it? Mm-hmm. The, sum the sum is greater, is greater than, than, the, than, the whole. than the than the whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I butchered that that That's phrase, okay. but yeah, but yeah, you know, so so it's nice to have this kind of depth, and you don't have maybe a clear cut third best player or a third all star, but you've got all these guys you can play. The thing about it is, if you want to, all those guys need to show up. You can't have guys. Uh, have off nights in your in your main core rotation if that's the way you built your team. So they were able to get away with it tonight. But yeah, like you said, uh, they'll need to they'll need to pick it up. And that's unfortunate. That's the part of the game I didn't watch a lot of the first half. I mean, he I only played where 14 he got all... total minutes. He got <laughs> yeah, his fifth foul one minute into the second half. Yeah, I didn't and really see him play. That tonight. was that was the one where Jackson just baited him something horribly, and it's just like ah, that's and, okay. Yeah, and and you you, you kind of walk away from it. The only other frustrating element of the night, like this is almost the polar opposite of the previous game where Luca was great and we were frustrated with every single other player. The only other guy tonight who who got he got his first minutes of the season is Jaden Hardy. He hit two fantastic catch and shoot threes. Okay. I mean, his shot is just so great off the catch. But that dude's handles, and he challenged John Conchar twice. Conchar is an amazing defender. Like he is a, he is an outs and, and didn't score. And there was just some real frustrating elements of Hardy's game tonight. Um, it, it was, you know, Martin in the chat says, dang, Luca had to play 40 minutes. Well, Luca had to play 40 minutes in no small part because some of the bench guys that we would, the Mavericks went to just weren't able to produce enough offense. You'd like to see Hardy step into a role where he could do this on a night like tonight, but he just wasn't able to. And it's nothing that makes me think anything less of him, but he was a negative seven in nine minutes. It's not great. Okay. 
It's just not, and, and he ended up being the only other player besides Derek Lively, Lively to have, have a negative plus minus, I think, if I'm looking at this right. Yeah, um, and I, I didn't see the, him play. I don't think he really played much in the second half, so that no. felt like that felt like a coaching thing where they That's saw right. he was going. They're like, nope. You're, and that, you're, I hate that not, for him. I hate yeah. that for him because yeah. he is, he's still young. He has a confidence. He, he He's, you know, he's confidence begets confidence, I think, with shooting and with scoring and with playing and I don't know. Just yet, yet, I found myself a little frustrated in that because I want more for him. Is all. Yeah, but with the you know, that's the thing about this roster though is he has to make the most of the time. You know, it's not necessarily fair, um, but he has to make the most of his time because mm-hmm. Seth and Dante are vets that they can go to. You know, if he's and which is kind of what they did, uh, especially the second half. I think Seth played all his minutes, and I don't really remember Jaden playing that much in the second half. So. No. I think so he played a few minutes he, when uh, XM got his his got headbutted by by human right. whirling dervish Martin, <laughs> Marcus Smart. Yeah. So so, so yeah, he's got to be. You know, it's not necessarily the ideal or or fair, but you know, he's got he's going to have a quick cook this season because unlike last season, they've um, got the bodies. Yeah, they have the bodies now that they don't have to just kind of throw him out there in the fire and watch him sink or swim. If he's not playing well, this coaching staff's gonna gonna pull him pretty quick. That's right. I'm trying to think if like there's anything else that's really worth there. I mean, it, the defense is still not great. Yeah. Uh, Memphis had 52 points in the paint tonight. They almost shot 50% from the field. Uh, they shot pretty well from three. Um, I don't think the Mavericks have had really a clean defensive game. Um, no, not from start these to three games. Yeah. They've done a pretty good job in the fourth quarters kind of bucking yes. up when they've needed it, which is, which is, Hey, it's a huge improvement over, over last season when it just felt like they kind of withered away in fourth quarters and, and things like that and lost all those clutch games. So, so yeah, they got to figure out the, the first quarter stuff because that's really what's killing them are these first quarters. Uh, San Antonio had a huge first quarter, 46 points, Memphis 36. And, and for Memphis to score 30, like this team is offensively challenged, yeah. to say the least. They have two guys, really three guys that can score, and that is it. I mean, it's kind of like they're – their rotation, honestly, right now looks a lot like last season's Mavericks, um, without Jaw and and these injuries. Like they've got two or three guys that can can do stuff, and then it's like Tillman and Williams. Like, okay, these guys, you you'd feel better if they're playing ten to fifteen minutes, and they've got guys that are playing thirty to twenty eight, twenty nine minutes um, that have to play that can't score. They had three guys in double figures, and that was it. So for that team to kind of get going in the first quarter was a little disheartening, uh, but but at least the Mavericks have shown some some ability to 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 weather the storm and at least put together like one good defensive quarter. Where last season I don't know if they could if they strung together four defensive quarters consecutively at all. Um, so I think that's right. Yeah. Well, there's not a ton else we we really need to hit on here because the Mavericks play the Bulls on Wednesday night at a at you know the, first of all I, I just need to say this out loud Dallas Mavericks if there's anybody listening to Dallas Mavericks can that can do this for me 7 p.m. start times are the way no. they're the way because it's a 7:15 tip it's a half hour back all of us who who watch these games and stay up all night that extra half hour. Just makes a big difference. We're never going to get it though. That DFW traffic will not agree. It's agree not. With you. Uh, That's why that no one can get to the AAC by seven fifteen. <laughs> That's it. 
I, that feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy. First of all, <laughs> and as we saw on the on the court today, it's Dallas Fort Worth. Okay, mm. the the new court that's coming where yeah. we are now. I, I tease like so many people message me. I was like, I'm just kidding. Like I live in Garland. Like I'm going to talk any trash. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dallas Fort Worth acknowledgement of it all is uh, is particularly interesting. I think. Um, Anyhow. All right. So we're kind of, you know, we're kind of cutting it a little bit short tonight, but again, lots of Dallas Mavericks content out there. Want to use everyone's time wisely. Uh, We will have, I don't know, we got, we got a couple of columns turned in. I'm going to see if we can figure out when to post those. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of them, um, Gracie, one of our writers wrote a little bit about something that the Giannis Antetokounmpo did over the summer or re- rather, rather recently, she she kind of wanted to expound on that within the context of Luka Doncic, and I think that pretty interesting post. Um, got a couple more things coming as the week goes along. You know, kind of getting revved back up. The Bulls win would be really outstanding just because for any schedule watchers out there, things get significantly more difficult after that Bulls game because you go – Denver, you go Charlotte, who is playing pretty well. You go Orlando, which is currently 3-0. They're trailing the Lakers right now. Then there's Toronto, which might be one of the worst offensive teams in the league. But then you go Clippers, New Orleans, New Orleans, uh, Washington, who's eh, but Milwaukee, Sacramento. Like Things right up through the rest of November are pretty brutal. And so if the Mavericks were to get to December 1st with – a 500 ish record one to three games over it. I think I'd be pretty excited with, with how they've started. What do you think, man? Oh yeah, for sure. And, and not to, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, be a little the Mavericks here or anything like that, but the combined record um, of their three opponents uh, is two. What is it? They only have two wins. Um, yeah, Wimby hit Nets, threes against us. It's like the most, of course. <laughs> yeah, the Nets are one and two. Uh, the Spurs are one though. and two. The, yeah, the Spurs are one and two, and the Grizzlies are zero oh and four. So yeah, they haven't necessarily been been tested, and and really none of those three teams I think were predicted. You know, Memphis predicted to be good, but I think everyone knew until Jock came back yeah. they were going to struggle. But Brooklyn and, and San Antonio were not predicted to be you know playoff teams, so they haven't really faced a you know one of their 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 contemporaries uh in the west or an eastern conference contender so we're gonna see that soon so it'll be fun to see there's only so much you can take away when you kind of beat up on a team that's that's struggling yep uh so this will be we'll get some fun and on the flip side the mavericks didn't play down to their opponent yeah that's nice i've always seen i mean it's wins for uh i think i saw mavs pr said this is their first three and oh start since 2004 2005 that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I was a junior in college. Yeesh. I wasn't able I to was, legally. I wasn't able to legally drink yet. That I wasn't either. <laughs> Man. All right. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We will be back on Wednesday night, seven thirty start time against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I will. I'm getting. I'll get better about scheduling the start times with these. The, the Memphis game really ground to a halt at points. So that's why we were running a little late tonight. We'll be right back. Uh, I will be right back in less than 10 minutes with the um, live show, which I want you guys to come hang out and tell me your takes. Uh, and then we'll hang out for maybe half hour, 45 minutes and, uh, and go on, go on and go to bed. 
right. thanks so much for uh spending some time with us really appreciate uh there's a lot of people in here uh particularly with the rangers doing what they're doing the rangers won tonight that's exciting um this has been kirk henderson and josh bow of pod maverick and mavs moneyball everybody have a great tuesday and we will talk to you soon go mavs everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.